Good evening, everyone. Tonight's first reading comes from Psalm 90, which is page uh, 540. Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, Return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by, like a few hours in the night. You end their lives, they sleep. They are like grass that grows in the morning. In the morning, in the morning it sprouts and grows. By evening, it withers and dries up. For you are consumed by your anger, we are terrified by your wrath. You have set our unjust ways before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days are ebb away under your wrath. We end our years like a sigh. Our lives last for 70 years, or, if we are strong, 80 years. Even the best of them are struggle and sorrow. Indeed, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? Your wrath matches the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you have humbled us, for as many years as we have seen adversity. Let your work be seen by your servants and your splendour by your children. Let the favour of the Lord, our God, be upon us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Carly. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, New Year's Eve is a very strange time to, to preach, so what I thought I'd do tonight is do three really short sermonettes. I'll give you three verses, three memory verses, if you want, to take into 2018. Uh, first is on our screen, uh, Psalm 90, verse 12, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. I don't know whether you ever, you ever said, where has all the time gone? Where did 2017 go? Where did all the years go? Uh, this year, Rach and I and the boys went back to the UK, and I went on a bit of a trip down memory lane, and uh, on a run one morning, I ran, ran past my primary school and reminisced about the time there, and then past my high school and remembered my teachers and all my fellow students and a couple of days in, in Oxford and just remembering what it was like to be there in Oxford. I think that was 30 years ago. Where have all the years gone? And I met someone I hadn't seen for 30 years and my first thoughts were, well, you've aged because in my mind, I haven't aged a bit in those 30 years. As we come to the end of another year, I hope you realize that life really is very short and time goes very, very quickly. And actually, the older you get, the quicker the time seems to go. And in this psalm that is written by Moses 3,500 years ago, it's not pessimistic, it is very realistic, saying that life is brief. The time that we have on this earth is very, very short. 
compared to eternity. There's this great contrast that happens in this psalm. He says that we as human beings are frail, and we have a brief time on this earth, but our God has no beginning, he has no end, he is eternal. Uh, So verse 3, you return mankind to the dust, saying, return descendants of Adam. What he's saying is that we all die and we go to the grave. Uh, We spend years and years building these bodies and trying to avoid aging. We spend millions of dollars on anti-aging creams and going to the gyms. But our, our bodies are going to decay and there'll come a day when we go back to the dust, back to the earth. Uh, in 2017, I've probably done more funerals than any other year in my ministry. And I've buried babies and teenagers and 20-year-olds and 40-year-olds and 80-year-olds and 95-year-olds because the reality is that there comes a day we all die and life here on this earth is really quite short. He says down in verse 10, our, our lives last 70 years or if we're strong 80 years. So by my calculation, I'm I'm over halfway. I don't know about you, but you've got to realize that we're not going to live forever on this earth. But we can live forever in eternity. Because we are frail and our lives are short, but compared to God, he is infinite. He is eternal. Before the mountains were born, Before you gave birth to the earth, the world, from eternity to eternity, you are God, says the psalmist. God has no beginning. God has no end. Time is irrelevant for our God. And that's why he says, teach us to number our days carefully. He says, each day on earth is a blessing from the Lord. Each day in 2018 is another blessing from the Lord. So use it wisely. You heard the man, Arthur Stace. Uh, He's the man who grew up with drunkard parents and sisters who were prostitutes. And he himself was a self-confessed alcoholic. He walked into church in 1930, the 6th of August, 1930, uh, uh, Broadway, actually, Barney's Broadway, and heard about Jesus, gave his life to Christ. Six months later, he walked into church in Darlinghurst and heard a preacher talking about eternity. And to quote Arthur Stace, he said this, I wish I could shout, the preacher said, I wish I could shout eternity through the streets of Sydney. And he kept repeating that word eternity and eternity. And his words were ringing through my brain as I left church that morning. I began crying and I felt a powerful call from the Lord to write that word eternity. I had a piece of chalk in my pocket. I bent right down there and I wrote that word. The funny thing is I could hardly spell my own name. I had no schooling. I couldn't have spelled eternity for a hundred quid. But it came out smoothly and in beautiful copper plate script. I still can't understand it. But I've been writing that word eternity at least 50 times a day ever since. And that's 30 years ago. I think eternity gets the message across. Back in 2000, that word eternity was on the Harbour Bridge on New Year's Eve. And I'm here tonight to remind you to live for eternity, to teach us to number our days here on earth and to use whatever days you've got to serve your king, to serve your savior and to prepare people for eternity. See, he doesn't say life is brief, heaven is eternal. He says, just stick it out, make the most of it, 
and get to heaven. He says, make the most of every day you've got here on earth. Teach us to number our days here so we live wisely now. In a hundred years' time, no one will care what car you drove. No one will, will care where you lived and how big your house was and how beautiful your holiday house was. No one will care what job you did. But they will care about how you spent your time here on earth serving your king. The famous preacher John Stott used to wake up in the morning and say these words. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Now what are we going to do together today? Good morning, Lord Jesus. What are we going to do today together? That's living wisely. I want to ask you, have you prepared yourself for eternity? Because the psalmist says that we are consumed by God's wrath and we're terrified by his anger, but we don't need to be because Jesus has come. And so as you wake up each day and say, good morning, Lord Jesus, thank you for your salvation. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. Help me today to use today wisely to serve you and to, to love other people. That's my first memory verse. Teach us to number our days. So the reality is, none of us know whether we're going to be here this time next year. I don't mean to be morbid, but 2018 could be our last year. We don't know that. So every day the Lord gives you in 2018, will you use it wisely? And say, good morning, Lord Jesus. What a great day to serve you today. Let me pray. We're going to sing again. Father, thank you that you have given us another day with, uh, with breath in our lungs and a, a heartbeat. Thank you, Lord, that we have the privilege of serving you. Help us to use every day in 2018 wisely to love you, to love you more, and to serve you. We ask that for Jesus' sake. Amen. James chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. You don't even know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like smoke that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is a sin for the person who knows to do what is good and doesn't do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So life is short. Our memory verses teach us to number our days. Life is unpredictable. And so the memory verse is James 4, verse 15. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Uh, looking back on 2017, no one could have predicted Hurricane Harvey or Irma or Cyclone Debbie or the earthquake magnitude 7.1 to hit Mexico or the landslide in Sierra Leone or the terrorist attacks in London and Manchester and Barcelona, or crazy men driving their cars down streets in Melbourne. 
Uh, no one could have predicted the, the death of Dean Mercer. That impacted me this year. A 47-year-old Ironman champion who just drops dead one day. Life is unpredictable. And we know that. And yet maybe like me, you plot and you plan as though you're in total control. In the past few weeks, I have planned a preaching program for this church. We've looked at our church calendar, all the events that we've got planned. Rachel and I have planned our annual leave and our holidays. And and we do that as though we're in total control. Of course it's going to happen. It's in the diary. And you pull out your phone and you've got your schedule. Of course that's going to happen. I've got it scheduled. And we kind of live our lives as though we are in control of our very moments and days. But we're not. God is in control, not us. See, God is not just concerned about the big things like our salvation and the church things. He is in control of the small print as well. God controls my tomorrow and my next week and my next month and my next year, not me. And that is humbling. I love the book of James. It's so realistic. He says, come now, you who say... Today or tomorrow we'll travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. And he's talking to these businessmen who are planning their trip to London to spend six months in London making a fortune and return to Sydney for New Year's Eve in 2018 and they're in total control. They know the what and the when and the how long and they're even predicting a profit. But let's be realistic, that describes most of us, doesn't it? Come now, you who are sitting here tonight have said today or tomorrow we're going to travel to Mollymook in a week's time and have a holiday there. Come now, you who said, oh, I'm going, to the, I'm going to a wedding in Singapore in April. Come now, who said, I'm, I'm going to study for that degree next year. Come now, who said, I'm, I'm going to buy a house next year. And we, we plot and we plan as though we're in total, utter control, but we're not. There's two words in verse 13 which we all say all the time, but they're a mark of our arrogance and our pride. And the two little words, the little words, we will. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will travel. Do you spot the arrogance? Of course we will, because we planned it. Instead, says James, you don't even know what tomorrow will bring. You know that's true, don't you? I'm planning to go to the movies tomorrow. But that might not happen. Because I'm not in control, but God is. He says down in verse 14, What is your life? You're like a smoke that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Your, Your life is transitory, it is brief, and you are not in control of it. In my 47 years here on this planet, God has brought that truth home to me time and time and time again. As a young child, our parents had planned this great holiday for us in the UK, but just two weeks before the holiday, my older brother was diagnosed with cancer, so the holiday didn't happen. When I was 20, I'd planned my summer vacation, traveling around Europe, But two weeks before that, my father dies. That didn't happen either. When I was 30, 
I was running a youth group at a church in London, and a child there was there on the Friday night. They died on the Saturday, totally unexpected. Almost 15 years ago now, my friend Simon went out on a Friday night, and he never came home. He was murdered that night. And time and time and time again, God has reminded me that my tomorrow is not certain. Because my life is in God's hands, not my hands. And that's why verse 15 is so beautiful. It is so liberating. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills. Dei valente is a Latin phrase. DV, God willing. It's that the whole Bible. As Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will, God. As Paul went on his missionary journeys, if the Lord wills, we'll go to Corinth. If the Lord wills, we'll go to Rome. If the Lord wills, we'll go to Philippi. I want to ask you, how many times in the last 12 months have you even said those words? If the Lord wills. As you talk about your holidays, God willing. As you talk about your career plans, God willing. As you talk about your family plans, God willing. I love reading old Christian journals. And a number of times you see those two letters, D-V. Let's reclaim those two letters in a positive way. Dei Valente, God willing. It is so liberating. And it's humbling. It will transform your planning for 2018. It's right to plan. Of course it's right to plan. But praying with that humility to say, actually, God's in control, not me. That will just liberate you for 2018. That's my second memory verse. Life is unpredictable. So if the Lord wills, we will live. We'll have breath in our lungs tomorrow. And we might do this or that. But ultimately, God's in control, not me. I think we should pray about that. So I'm going to invite James to come forward and lead us in prayer. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also that God may open a door to us for the message to speak the mystery of the Messiah for which I am in prison, so that I may reveal it as I am required to speak. Act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Your speech should always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So life is short. Teach us to number our days. Life is unpredictable. So we say, if the Lord wills, we'll live and do this or that. And life is full of opportunities. So make the most of the time. I love this passage in Colossians 4 because he starts with prayer. If you're here tonight as a Christian, uh, if you call God your heavenly father, you have this extraordinary gift called prayer where you can talk to God at any time, at any moment of any day. 
So devote yourselves to prayer. Make prayer a habit. Make, make prayer part of your daily life where you're just walking down the street and you just shoot up an arrow prayer to your God and you thank him for something or you ask him for something. Just live your life on this earth as a child of God who's constantly talking to their heavenly father. But then, then Paul talks about making the most of the time in terms of an opportunity to tell people about Jesus. Making the most of your time as an opportunity to share your faith with somebody. That doesn't have to be in a sort of overtly talking about the gospel to somebody. It could just be the way that you act towards them. Uh, your decisions that you make, the, the choices that you make in life, your behavior, your character, that will commend Christ to them. And so they ask you, why are you like this? And you grab that opportunity. You say, I'm like that because of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. Just as, as we often say, where did the time go? Or I didn't expect that. Often in life you can say, I wish I had. Or if I only I had. I want to say to you, friends, for 2018, please don't live in regret. Please, please don't look back at the opportunities that you had to commend Christ or the opportunities that you had to talk about Jesus and you didn't take it. I don't say that to make you feel guilty. I say that to say that every day there are so many opportunities. Outside of this church this afternoon, just selling sausages selling water, we've had so many opportunities to talk about Jesus. I personally have talked to a Hindu, to a Muslim, to a lapsed Catholic, three good conversations this afternoon. I didn't have to do that. But the opportunities came and I just grabbed them and you talk about Jesus. And I hope you realize that every minute of every day you've got an opportunity the person that you sit alongside at work, the patient who comes to see you, the people you meet in the schoolyard, the people you meet at church. Every conversation is an opportunity to, to commend Christ or to talk about Christ. So for 2018, please don't look back at this time next year and go, ah, oh, I wish I had, or if only I had. If you live each day so connected to God as your heavenly father, if you live each day so prayerful, you wake up and say, good morning, Lord Jesus. What are we going to do together today? It just changes the way you see your day. And every conversation and every meeting with somebody is an opportunity to commend Christ and to pray for the opportunity to talk about Christ. So life is short. What's the verse? Teach us to number our days. Life is unpredictable. What do you say? If the Lord wills, we do this or that. And life is full of extraordinary opportunities. So make the most of every opportunity in 2018. Let me pray. Father, we want to thank you that you give us so many opportunities to serve you, to honor you, to commend Christ in the way that we live. And even to speak the amazing words of the gospel of hope and forgiveness and transformation into a needy world. Lord, as we head into this new, new year, give us the humility to say, if the Lord wills. 
Uh, teach us to number our days aright this year. And please help us to make the most of the time that you give us. In Jesus' name.